Hey mamas, you are listening to the Motherhood is Ghetto podcast. We all know motherhood can be a beautiful thing, but girl, it can also be ghetto. Join me as we discuss some of the best and worst parts of being a mom raising kids, all while trying to figure out this thing called life. This ghetto is a safe space, mamas. So welcome to the hood. Hello, mamas. Welcome back to another episode of Motherhood is Ghetto. My name is Joy, and today is Monday, MLK Day. Happy MLK Day to you all out there. Um, If you are at home, if you have the day off, um, amen, amen. I hope you enjoy your day off. If you're working today on the holiday, um, hopefully you're getting paid that uh, holiday pay plus your time that you have on the clock today. Um, but nonetheless, I hope you have are or are having an amazing day today. Um, so I wanted to first, um, (laughs) I wanted to first address the previous podcast because I could not get my thoughts together for anything So I wanted to, like I promised on the last podcast episode, I was going to explain in words like what I was feeling because um, my son really caught me off guard. And if you haven't listened to the last episode, uh, go ahead, stop this one, and then you can go listen to the other one and you'll know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, But that night, I really couldn't get my thoughts together because... Yeah, I wasn't expecting him to say all that stuff that he had said. Um, so I was just like, uh, uh, <laughs> but what I had started to say is that I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful that my son feels safe. Like he feels safe enough to express his feelings. Like that to me was monumental. Um, as his mother, like, and especially, you know, these last few months, like I have really been trying to encourage my kids that whatever they're feeling, whatever they're feeling about, uh, their dad passing away, it's valid period. No matter what, if they're angry, if they're sad, like if they're, uh, if they're indifferent, like, you know, if they feel a sense of relief, like whatever it is, like I have been telling them that their feelings, however they feel about it is a hundred percent valid. Now, what I've also been trying to teach them is that, you know, now that you realize and understand how you feel, like, how are you going to move forward? Because we can't stay stuck. We can't stay stuck where we are, we can't stay stuck back in October. So what are we going to do with those feelings and how are we going to move forward with them? So I'm glad that my son, he is moving forward and he's processing it in his own time and in the way that best suits him. And like I said, I just felt so honored that he wanted to share his feelings on the podcast because he could have just told me, you know, we could have just talked it out, but it was something that he wanted to do. 
Um, and I, for one, I don't want this podcast to be all about, you know, our grief process and, you know, you know, us losing a big part of our life. Like I, I, I don't mind talking about it. Like it's cool. Um, but for the most part, I said all that I wanted to say on, uh, the death is ghetto episode. So at that point, like I, I had put it all out on the table, you know, um, and I don't, you know, I don't want to keep bringing it up, you know, unless it's helping, if it's helping y'all and you're getting something out of it, I a hundred percent don't mind talking about it. Um, but I just, um, I didn't want this to, the podcast to be centered all around that because, you know, it is about motherhood and it's about motherhood being ghetto. And although death is ghetto too, and a lot of us mothers are going through, you know, uh, grief and, you know, raising children without a partner, you know, due to loss. And I know that sometimes the conversation is helpful, but I just didn't want it to be all centered around that. And every time you guys listen, it's like, oh, she's talking about death again. (laughs) So, um, but again, mamas, thank you, you know, for listening and allowing my son this space, um, to share. I really appreciate that. And I appreciate the love and encouragement. So, now let's get to today's episode. So, um, I had came across something on Instagram. Can y'all tell, like, I, I really love Instagram. I love Instagram more than Facebook because for some reason on Instagram, I learn a whole lot more. Um, I come across things that, you know, kind of just peak, you know, peak my interest and like make me kind of stop and think. And I find some really creative people, um, and talented people and lots of people with wealth and knowledge on Instagram. And I really don't find that on Facebook, like Facebook to me, like I go on there to interact with my family and friends. And then that's about it. Uh, share my podcast and stuff, share stuff with my business, but that's about it. I really don't go on there for any stimulation. Like if I really get caught up in scrolling, it's going to be on Instagram because I always come across so many cool things. So one of these things I happen to come across on Instagram came across a page called happy as a mother. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) And, um, they had a post that, uh, says things that trigger rage cleaning. I had never heard of rage cleaning before. Have y'all ever heard of that? Like I had never heard that term before. And of course the name, you know, you you can tell by the name rage cleaning, like kind of off top what it is. But, um, let me just read to you guys kind of, um, what it is. So, um, it says on the post, moms often find themselves furiously cleaning up, feeling angry and resentful. Sometimes they slam things down in frustration as they clean. Other times they can clean in a silent rage. So basically being angry while you clean. (laughs) And this post goes on to, to, um, educate on things that can trigger rage cleaning. So I want to go over those things. And as I was reading through like the triggers, I was like, I was rage cleaning a lot. Like it's crazy. Like I was like, 
wow, like I, I was doing these things and didn't even know that I was rage cleaning. Um, and then it goes on to say rage cleaning doesn't feel good. We often find ourselves growing more and more angry as we clean, unable to relax. You can't always control the mess, but you can be proactive about managing your reaction to it. Mess is one of the biggest triggers of overstimulation. It can feel like a constant threat to see clutter and tasks you need to do everywhere you look. So, and then there's um, some information on learning how to take control of your body's responses to overstimulation, develop effective calming techniques, and understanding what triggers you. So, um, yeah, because I feel like, you know, when you're cleaning your spaces and stuff like that, you should have like a sense of, you know, calmness and, you know, not feel so overwhelmed because then once after you're done cleaning, you can't enjoy it. Like, and I think for me, I really like, I really like when I clean up now, um, I involve my kids as much as possible to help me because it just, it just helps, you know, lighten the load. But now more often than ever, I feel really like calm and peaceful. Like when I clean up my spaces and then after everything's cleaned up, I can kind of enjoy it, enjoy like my work and look back, look on, you know, the spaces I've cleaned and feel good about it instead of feeling angry or resentful. So let's go over some of these things that can trigger rage cleaning. Um, constant mess. So mamas, we all know there's a con. So the constant mess in my house is a, my kid's room, B, my kid's bathroom and C, my living room. Those are the three hot spots for me. (laughs) Um, And sometimes it could be the kitchen too, like, because my kids are, they, they have that mentality. Oh, every time I eat something, I got to get a new plate or every time I drink something, I got to get a new cup. And I hate that for them. (laughs) And I hate that for me too, because I don't want to be stuck in the kitchen washing dishes all day. Um, but those are the areas in my house for me. That's like, I'm just like, uh, why can't this just stay clean? Like, what? what is it? And especially with the living room, because my kids, like, they like to congregate in my living room. They like to play their games down there, be on their phones. Like, they don't like to be in their rooms at all. They just love being in the living room. So that's one place that we're constantly having to clean up. Um, so that is definitely relatable. Um, the next one is cleaning up mess that's not yours. Mamas, listen. <laughs> listen, that's the story of our lives. Like when are we not cleaning up after someone, uh, the, the, the kids, you know, the partner, uh, the dogs, the cats, like when are we not cleaning up a mess that doesn't belong to us? And I think for me too, like that used to really frustrate me and it still kind of does. Cause it's like, my husband used to always tell our kids, like, you don't have any maids here. Like, like you need to be taking your plates and bowls to the sink, rinsing them off. Like, there's no maids to pick up after you. And I know for me, I would get really frustrated when I had to, you know, when I come home from work and the kids been home all day eating and, 
and I got, you know, a kitchen full of dishes, dirty dishes that, you know, I didn't leave home, (laughs) you know, I didn't leave home with it like that. And I would get so frustrated and I would clean angry. Like I would clean up the kitchen angry, not talk to anybody, like give everybody the silent treatment because I was so pissed off. Like I'm like, all day, like, you guys couldn't rent it, like, at least just rent it and put it in the dishwasher, like, at least, but, um, yeah, that's another one that triggered rage cleaning for me, um, the next one is someone making a mess when you just cleaned, <laughs> oh my god, oh my goodness, uh, <laughs> this this has to be the bane of my existence, and then it's like as soon as you clean, that's like it's like your kids like they they like zoom in on that. They're like, oh, this is clean now. Let me fuck it up. <laughs> like I honestly feel like that's what my kids do, and especially after I clean the kitchen. Oh, everyone wants to eat when the kitchen is clean. Everyone wants a snack. Everyone wants to cook something. Everyone wants to just waste, or uh, not waste, but dirty up a dish as soon as the kitchen's clean. But on the flip side, when the kitchen's not clean, then nobody wants to eat. Nobody wants to wash a dish out. Nobody wants to rinse a damn fork. But everybody wants to eat when everything is clean and nice, and so that way they can just come right behind you and fuck it up. I'm telling you, man, it's a, um, it's a conspiracy against us mothers. Um, (laughs) so next one is feeling like no one is helping. Oh my goodness. Yeah, man, this, uh, all this stuff. I, I feel like, let's see, we've gone through one, two, three, four. We're on the fifth trigger and I've been triggered. All five of these have triggered me. Um, throughout my life like wow yeah it's it's just feeling like no one's helping like that's that's it right there like because we all live in the house like it's not that it's not that okay well one person's supposed to clean up everyone's mess or you're only responsible for your mess like that's that's really like I think also to that was one thing that me and my stepdaughter used to butt heads about when she was living here because she only felt like she was responsible for her own mess and she didn't have to clean up after everyone else or didn't feel like she should be made to clean up after everyone else because she didn't make the mess. But it's like, we all live here though. So, you know, we all need to share responsibilities. Like, of course, I'm not going to have someone clean up your room because they're not in there. You're in there. But you do utilize the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you do, you know, sit in the living room. Like, these are our common areas. And I'm not asking you to do what I don't ask the other ones to do, like the, like the other kids in the house to do. Like, we all got to help. Like, we're, this is our house. It's our home. So, that was one thing that, and also even too with my husband, I'm like, you got to help me, bro. Like, I can't do everything by myself. Like, because a lot of the times, you know, if something didn't get cleaned up, then it just didn't get cleaned up. And um, I remember one time I was just like, I'm going to just not wash the dishes and see how long they're going to let these dishes sit and, and pile up. I'm going to just wait and see. <laughs> because it's like, come on, y'all. Like, we're a team. You know, so 
And I know that that's definitely been a trigger for me in the past. And it still is. When my kids, like, give me the stank face when I ask them to do something, like, it kind of pisses me off. Because I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. No, 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 no. This, no, no. You need to help me clean up. Like, I'm not the maid. Like, I'm the mom, not the maid. So, we all need to be putting, you know, chipping in, doing what we got to do. Like, this is our home. You know, like, so... Definitely, that's the trigger for me too. The next trigger is not being able to complete a task because of a mess. You know, I don't know. I don't know if this has ever triggered me. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't know if I if I identify with this trigger, but maybe you do. Um, because whatever I need to get done, I'm gonna get it done, mess or not. <laughs> like if, if, yeah, I know, I know that sometimes I cannot concentrate if there's a mess, like in my little office space, like I always make sure like my desk is kind of straightened up, like before I start working, like, or, you know, like I kind of just have a, like a decently clean space and not like clutter around me. So that way I'm able to focus. Um, so that's that's a trigger for me. Sometimes if my desk or my immediate space is in a, a state of disarray, I'll kind of just pick up things and it'll kind of help me feel better and focus a little more. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's ever kept me from completing a task because um, if I need to get something done, I'm going to get it done. Uh, so another trigger that that triggers rage cleaning is stepping on a toy. Um, I don't really step on toys too often because I threw away all my kids' toys. <laughs> um, I got tired because I got tired of buying toys every year and then they only play with it that one day or that one week and then they didn't want them anymore. So my kids don't have very many toys. Um, so I don't really step on toys often now. I know when they were little, I used to step on toys a lot. So if that's something for you, if you're constantly stepping on a toy and it's triggering you to rage clean, like, I think, I think for that, like, I would just kind of, you know, start getting your kids into that rhythm of when you're done with the toy, put it back in its place. So that way you're not constantly stepping on a toy, then having to bend over and pick it up. You see the next toy, you pick it up. So, um... Let's see. The next trigger, not being acknowledged for all you do. Now, I know we've all been victim of this. <laughs> for since the beginning of time, we've all been a victim of this. And I just want you to know that you're in a safe space here at Motherhood is Ghetto. <laughs> yeah, man, because like being a mom is a thankless job. And a lot of, if you're not a mom, like you really don't, you really don't know all the things that we put into being a mother and motherhood in general and all those little things that go unnoticed that we do, like it just, we don't get recognition. Um, I know sometimes we do like when we do the big things, but it's sometimes it's just those small things that really make a difference. Like, I know for me, uh, with my kids, I always make it a point to 
you know, after, like, when they bring their clothes to me, like, to wash them. Oh, they bring their clothes to me all inside out and stuff like that. My boys are notorious for taking off their underwear with their pants. So the underwear is always still in the pants <laughs> for some strange reason. I don't know why they do this. Um, But I, I take the extra care to like, you know, turn their stuff the way it's supposed to be before I wash it. You know, and then if I happen to wash something inside out, once I pull it out the dryer, I'll, I'll make it back right so that way when they go to put get their clothes and stuff you know it's just those little things like that we do as mothers that kind of gets overlooked and they don't even realize that we do so we never get any credit for it and then sometimes it's the obvious things like like when my kids are away like if they're visiting with their grandma or something and I have that extra focus, like, to clean up, like, while they're gone and stuff, they'll come home and they'll say, oh, wow, like, the place is really clean, but they won't be like, thanks, mom, for cleaning up. Like, it looks really nice in here. They don't say that. They just acknowledge the fact that it's clean. And then they proceed to throw all their shit around and fuck it up. So, um, yeah, that's definitely um, a trigger for me, too, because... I, I consider myself, um, I consider myself a homebody. So when I clean up, I do really feel proud. You know, I feel proud of, you know, the space that I've cleaned up and how it looks and stuff and, you know, all that good stuff. And sometimes it's nice to be acknowledged for that type of stuff. And I know for me, a big one for me, when I would clean up me and my husband's bedroom, and, like, he wouldn't say anything. Oh, that used to piss me off. I'd be like, so you're not going to say anything? Like, you know, like, I, I cleaned up this, I cleaned up our room, like, by myself, too. Like, you're not going to say shit? But so, they used to, uh, they used to kind of send me, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, so the next trigger is feeling like you have no control. Uh, I can kind of relate to this because when your space is in chaos, you yourself kind of feel like you're in chaos and turmoil and you don't have any control and and it's kind of like you don't know where to start and it's like everything is just in in chaos and I can't think so I can definitely relate to this trigger too um feeling guilt and shame can trigger rage cleaning that's an interesting one. Feeling guilt and shame. I wonder if it's guilt and shame in general or guilt and shame of how your space looks and how others may look at your space. Because I know for me, like, that's always been a trigger for me. And that was one thing, like, with my husband because people, when my husband was alive, people used to just come over our house randomly um, they wouldn't call before they came, like, they would just pop up, you know, and not, not for me, like, they would be coming to see him, of course, or my husband will be having someone over, like, to record or something, and he would tell me, like, five minutes before they were supposed to be at the house, and I'm like, what are you, why are you having company, and this house is a mess, like, like, no, like, you need to clean, like, if you're having company, you need to clean up, like, that's crazy. So I know for me, like, I was always like, like, you know, like, you know, let's clean up, you know, before we have company because, 
nobody needs to see like, cause everyone of course is not perfect. Everyone's house is not perfectly clean a hundred percent of the time. And I, I don't want anyone to think that I'm perfect, but I don't want anyone to think that like, I don't care about my home and you know, I don't care about where we live and you know, we just live like pigs. So of course I want my house to be decent when people come over, but it was just one of those things where it's like, damn, like, can I live? Like, can can we live please? Because it was like constantly people were coming over and it's like, if I didn't clean up the kitchen the night before and someone decided to pop up the next morning, like, you know, it's like, oh, now I gotta hurry up and clean the kitchen because my husband got people coming over. So yeah, I can, I can definitely see it from that point of view, feeling guilt and shame. But I don't know if they mean like in general feeling guilt and shame, like if you just feel guilt and shame within yourself or if it's guilt and shame about your home. But um, either way, that can be a trigger, y'all. The next trigger is when people text they are going to drop by. (laughs) Oh, I said, uh, yeah, I just said that. That can trigger, I know that trigger rage cleaning for me because I would get mad. Like I just explained, I would get mad at my husband like, why are you inviting people over? Or like, why, like, you know, why are people coming over and we haven't even had a chance to clean up? Um, and then the last trigger is feeling underappreciated. So feeling underappreciated can trigger rage cleaning, which in turn is not healthy. Um, I don't know if feeling underappreciated has ever triggered me to clean. <laughs> um, Cause I'm like, well, shit, if you don't appreciate it, then fuck it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> like, I don't think that it's ever triggered me to be like, Oh, I'm going to clean. I'm going to clean right now. Cause I'm so underappreciated. Um, but that could be a trigger for somebody. So if that's one of your triggers, then that's why you clean when you feel underappreciated and you clean and you you're angry while cleaning like you're raging out while cleaning so um this was like i said this was pretty insightful i had never heard of the term rage cleaning before um but apparently that is a thing and um and the and and as opposed to just you know, the best way we should clean up, we shouldn't be overstimulated. Um, and you know, we shouldn't see our mess or our clutter as a constant threat to us, you know, and our well being. So, um, like I said, like I know for me, I try to, I try to, when, when I do clean, I try to enjoy it, the act of cleaning as much as possible. So, you know, I light a candle, I turn on some music and I start cleaning. And that really helps me to like clean, clean at my own pace, clean in a calm way. So that way after I'm all done cleaning and I, you know, sit down to take a little rest, you know, I can enjoy the clean space instead of, you know, being angry that I had to, you know, clean up this living room for the millionth time. You know what I'm saying? Like, So those are just things that I do. Like, I don't want to, I really like over the last few months, I really have taken like an approach to my overall life. Like 
I was I was praying one day and I was like, I just want to slow down. Everything for the last, like everything has been happening so fast, like these last few months. And I was just mentally like my brain was just tired. So I was like telling myself, I was like, I need to slow down. Like everything that I do, I need to just slow down. And, and even like in the mornings, like when we're getting ready, like mornings were pretty chaotic for us. Like, you know, rushing to get out the door for work, rushing to get the kids ready for school and stuff like that. Even though we had a routine, it was a very rushed routine. And now that I'm, you know, I'm establishing new routines for me and my kids, the main thing is I don't rush anything. Like I move at the pace that I want to move at. And I no longer worry about being late for work because I'm just like, I'm not rushing for anything. I'm not rushing through anything. Like I only got every minute that passes by, I'm not able to get that minute back. So why am I trying to rush things? Like I need to just slow down and just live my life. So I try to do that in every aspect. So if I'm going to be late for work, then I'm just going to be late. I'm not going to rush through traffic, put myself in harm's way or anybody else in harm's way trying to get to this job. (laughs) That's going to be there whatever time I get there. So um, just stuff like that. And like, I don't, I just, I don't rush my kids. Like, you know, I make sure that we're up at a decent time so that way we can take our time, you know, and, and even with the cleaning, like, I don't feel like I need to have my spaces a hundred percent tip top clean every day. Um, I do try to stay on top of my kitchen, but sometimes I can't. Sometimes I just don't want to clean up that damn kitchen. Or sometimes I don't feel like cleaning up the living room and I'll have my kids do it. Um, so it's it's really like I'm just not yeah, I, I'm just doing I'm doing the things that, you know, make make me feel the most comfortable and the most happy. And that's just pretty much it. So Hopefully you found this uh, episode insightful, interesting. Um, If you've ever heard of rage cleaning um, or you know that you're guilty of rage cleaning. um, Yeah, try to try to do some things that kind of alleviate that overstimulation, you know, and if it means getting your kids involved in the process, then do that too. Because I know that I do like it, even though they don't do it the exact way that I would do it. I appreciate that they're doing something. So, um, and if you're like me, that's never heard of the term, but you're definitely a rage cleaner. Now you have some insight into why you feel that way and why you may be doing it. So that way you can start taking steps to kind of improve that. So, um, again, thank you so much for listening and supporting Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at motherhood underscores ghetto so we can keep the conversation going. And until next time, mamas. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Don't forget to follow the podcast and share with anyone who you think may enjoy it. And follow me on Instagram at motherhood underscores ghetto. 
Also, feel free to DM me if you have any experiences, opinions, or views on motherhood you'd like me to share on the podcast. Until next time, mamas.